Well, hello, Elizabeth. Oh, hello, Kayla. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? <laughs> I've had so much coffee this morning. <laughs> I was going to say, it's actually, knowing we were going to podcast this morning, it was actually really tempting to go crazy on the caffeine. Yeah, I was already crazy on the caffeine before you texted me. And then I was like, yes, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a purpose for being over-caffeinated. Seriously, because, okay, so whenever I over-caffeinate, I get really hungry. Does the same thing happen to you? No, it actually usually takes away my appetite. See, I don't understand people will do that. They'll be like, mm, I just drink coffee all morning and then I eat breakfast. I'm like, girl, if I do that, I'm like starving and feel like I'm going to pass out because I'm so hungry, but also over caffeinated at the same time. So it's just a really bad combination. Well, I love that you think that's like a bad thing, but it actually, I mean, when you describe it, it sounds like you have a faster metabolism. Oh, well, I guess. So that's what you say. Next time someone says that to you, be like, mm, I just have too fast of a metabolism to do that. My metabolism is too quick to do that. What's it called? The intermittent fasting? Did you ever yeah. try to do that? Oh, yeah. I did it a lot last year. Um, I have a lot of issues with it, actually. Yeah. My main issue is like, okay, because this is what I've realized. If I put, co- if I put like milk in my coffee or something – then it holds me over a little bit longer. But that's cheating. Just like, that's breaking the fast. Exactly. So then what am I supposed to do? Just drink water all morning? Until you can drink lunchtime? black coffee. I mean, that's what I did. I taught myself to drink black. But here's well, what... Oh, go ahead. No, just like if I do that, though, that's when I get like over-caffeinated and I'm like, ah, I need hung- like food right now. <laughs> yeah. So like I really wonder if... Okay, I... I've read a lot of stuff about it, and I'm not saying it. it's, like, bogus. And for some people, I think it really works. But I do mm-hmm. think if you if you are already on the lower fat side, like, if you're just trying to drop, like, an extra 5 or 10 pounds, right, um, and if you are very active and if you're a runner, I, I think those three things make it really hard on your body and I I could feel it putting stress on my body. Like I swear, it actually made my cortisol go up. Um, oh, and you can I like maybe I sound like my dad. <laughs> my dad says these things about his body like with such authority, and you're like, um, how do you know that? <laughs> I, I'm like totally turning into him as I get older, aren't I? I love it. I mean, he's well, a good person to turn into. He is. He is. Um, we love him. But uh, yeah, so I like I felt like it actually, even though I could feel myself, like I definitely think my body changed a little bit and got thinner in some areas, like my legs mm-hmm. but um, and my arms. Like I could, I saw more muscle definition for sure, but I swear I had more fat around my midsection, around my waist. Interesting. And that's from cortisol. Cortisol, yeah. And and I also, it was like starting to affect my sleep. Like I would wake up wide awake at like 3 a.m. And I would wake up nauseous. Oh, weird. It was this like so many weird things started happening in my body. Like the first week I did it, it was amazing. Like I felt high energy. It, yeah. I, it also stopped me from wanting sweets, um, which was crazy. It like stopped me craving sweets. And that was really nice because usually I'm like... 
I want a sweet breakfast. I want sweet snacks. I want dessert after dinner. (laughs) (laughs) You think I'm like exaggerating as like a joke, but I'm really not. Um, I believe you. Yeah. I mean, a little chocolate is a good dessert, but like, I, I hate, I have to have it, you know? Um, (laughs) but, but yeah, like, so there were some, some really good things, but then the longer I did it, the more these problems started racking up. Um, and, and I really think it just does not mix well with high intensity exercise and, um, and already being on the like light, like, I don't think it would have helped me it, it did not help me drop the last, I think it made me hold on to the last five pounds that I wanted to drop. And I mean, it was fine. Like I looked good and I felt good. And if it mm-hmm. helps someone to, you know, what's five pounds? Like if it, if it helps, right. if I was in a different stage of life and I was like, well, I'm not, I'm probably not going to lose those five pounds anyway, because I'm going to be eating more sweets during the day. Like that's, that's great. You know, and, and maybe when we're older and our hormone levels change, maybe mm. it would be better for me. But like, there were just so many weird things that it was doing to me that I just, I was like, you know, I think I need a reset. And then I got <laughs> pregnant. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. I feel like I, it definitely does not, it's not one size fits all. It is not perfect for every person. And I actually don't think it's going to make you unless like some guys can do it and they get super lean, but Jason, yeah. he tried to, my husband tried to do it. Um, a couple of weeks ago, he didn't, he didn't say anything to me about it. He just, he just quietly started doing it. Mm-hmm. And the first couple of days were great. But then on the third day, he, or a second day, he, he went for a run fasted, like a pretty long run, like more, mm-hmm. I mean, I think it was like six or seven miles. And, um, and then he, he came home and drank coffee and water. And then he had the worst migraine of his life that lasted all day long. And oh, I asked awful. him, I didn't know he had been fasting. So I'm like, Jason, yeah. what ha-? Like nothing. He wasn't under a lot of stress at work. Like yeah. he wasn't, you know, he doesn't drink alcohol. Like he had slept fine the night before. I was like, what's going mm-hmm. on? Like, am I missing something? Did you do something differently today? Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, I did <laughs> fast. And I was like, okay, you know. <laughs> that Let's not do that again. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least not combining it with distance running, you know, I just don't think that makes sense. And maybe there are people out there that can do it more power to them. But I think for a lot of bodies, it's a bad idea. Yeah. Well, and Catherine, my sister, she's, she is always sending me like articles and Instagram posts of runners that are like, don't do fasted running. Because, um, I always like just get up and run in the morning and she's always trying to convince me not to. Oh yeah. Well, Uh, had like just some like, some like dried fruit or something sweet. Like, or even gummies, I mean, like gummy bears or something, and then went on your run. Does that count, or does it have to be a full meal? I don't know. I think like, it counts. I just don't want to. Like, yeah. for me, if I'm going to run in the morning, it's like I've set my alarm with just enough time to be able to wake up, put on clothing, and start the run to be able to get back and get, you know what I mean? Like, I want to yeah. sleep as much as possible. But yeah. I think what I was going to say is that I think you're right. Maybe if people didn't work out in the morning, like if you're not a morning workout person. Or you just, you just lift, you don't do a lot of cardio. If you just like lift weights, maybe. maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, should we actually like backpedal and <laughs> say what we're – Yes. Like, I want us to explain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So – Everyone, hi. You probably were listening to our other podcast, New Rules Old Friends. And um, we decided <laughs> – how do we explain this title of our pod- of our new podcast? Um, well, wait. Hold on. So 
We love Taylor Swift. We right? do. We, we love it. It all starts with Taylor. Love, love, love Taylor. All right. Also, um, Kayla and I were both Lord of the Rings nerds. I think that's crucial to the story. Okay. So Wait, I was. How is it crucial to the story? I'm telling you, hold on, okay. because I was stalking Orlando Bloom on oh, Instagram. Oh, yes, yes, that's right. Yeah, And then that's when I realized that he and Katy Perry are having another baby together. So mm-hmm. then I started stalking Katy Perry, which I haven't done for a long time. And then I realized that she has a song called Champagne Problems. I was like, wait a minute. Is we thought somehow... only Taylor had this. What right, that? exactly. Is she copied Taylor. Taylor? Yeah. Right, or yeah. dig at her because of we their... thought they were cool. <laughs> exactly. I thought you were okay. And then I just like kind of went down that rabbit hole. And then we realized that this must be actually just like celebrity vernacular because uh, I think it's like Harry Styles has a song called Champagne Problems. And he said like and the Jonas Brothers. Yeah. Um, yeah. We were like, like you found like six or something. You were like, guys, there's like all in it. And we were just like, obviously Taylor's is the best one. And if I were any of those artists, I would be like shaking if I heard that Taylor Swift wrote a song with the same title as my song because it's going to blow mine out of the water. <laughs> yeah. Right. And that's actually what I was like, dang it. Taylor wasn't even the first one, but it is the best one. So yeah. So it doesn't <laughs> yeah. really matter. Yeah. But yeah, we were, we were talking and laughing about it. We we're like, who talks about sh-? like, we didn't know. I mean, I guess I kind of knew that was a saying, but I didn't know people said it like all the time. Yeah. No, I've never heard it. Like it's not in my friend group to be like, champagne problems because yeah. <laughs> let's be real in your friend group it, it's more like beer problems right yes, yes. beer problems wine problems cheap wine wine on sale oh do you want another bottle of booze tonight mm, champagne problems champagne. <laughs> yeah so we were just laughing oh because then so we were laughing about that and then i was looking for was I looking for that too on Spotify? And I saw a playlist called No Champagne, Just Problems. And I just thought that was the funniest thing. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. that's me. That's my life. No champagne, just problems. Just problems. But like yeah. laughing at problems. Like obviously we're not here to like bitch and moan about our problems, but more just like laugh about them and be like plucky about them. Because <laughs> we plucky. are middle class ladies. <laughs> This is a podcast about like middle class ladies and the shit that we come across every day and have to deal with. Like, yes. You no, know, we're not out there saying, oh, I'm doing internet fasting and it's working perfect for me. It's why do none of these work for me? Yeah, yeah. And like we felt so rich when we could both afford a cleaning lady to come like once a month. Oh. No. Oh not God. like every day okay you know no, no. it's just no, no. well it's twice a month but it, right. you know yeah it's not like every week we're not going crazy yeah but hello that is a game changer everybody oh my gosh that. i'm just gonna yes. put that plug in here you've really made it when you can pay someone 100 bucks to clean your house like that's wow. like the best um, <laughs> that's kind of like amazing <laughs> it's kind of like um did you ever see that that series that John Chris does about um, can't hide money. No, <laughs> no, you haven't. It's amazing. So he takes, he has people send him like examples of things that are obviously not 
like what a real rich person would think was like showing how wealthy they are. But for someone who's like middle class, it's like can't hide money. Like, like, like he was like, for instance, you're at the grocery store and instead of getting the crappy like off brand of garbage bags, you're getting hefty. Hashtag can't hide money. Like, I love that. So much. He had like, he had priority boarding versus just like waiting in line at the airport. He's like, can't hide money. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So I love, like, that's kind of the vibe, right? We're going for. Yeah. Just, um, so it's kind of going to be random topics, but. Yeah. I mean, I think I also want to talk more. I was realizing I have so many thoughts about, (laughs) about. (laughs) brain is so full. (laughs) Yes. But like what I really want someone, what I really want to talk with you for hours about is TV shows and music and pop culture. Like, I really need someone to talk to you about this because my husband DGAFs. So (laughs) (laughs) I think you're kind of in the same boat. No, I just don't spend the time reading it. Like, I get all my pop pop culture from you. Okay, like, this is so embarrassing. You sent – we have that group chat with, like, our sisters on it, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, you sent that picture yesterday of some couple together and all this stuff about them. And I had to Google who they were. <laughs> oh, the Bachelor. It was the Bachelor <laughs> from last year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I love hashing this stuff out with you. It's just I'm not as well-versed in who's who as you are. Well, okay. So the other thing that I think that we should just get out, like, just clear the air and get out there Mm-hmm. Is people, Elizabeth and I are solid middle class in solid middle class families who have really worked our way up from the bottom without any help or any wealthy I'm parents. From the bottom, now I'm here. Right, <laughs> and we are very pro capitalist, so we're just going to get that out there. There's probably going to be some politics stuff that comes up in the next year because it's mid midterm elections, mm-hmm. and we're just going to share our take on stuff like from our econ- I would say the economic side of politics, wouldn't you? Like. That's where we, that's where we have things to say about it. It's not really the culture war stuff. It's more like, like, you know, this is how, like, it's a more common sense view of, of things in the real world, like how we experience them. And I I want, I feel like there's not enough people doing that. Like there's tons of culture war commentators and I'm just sort of over that. Like it's so exhausting and I hope other people are too. Um, We're not here to like you know, get into that. But I definitely, I definitely think that like you own your own small business and, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, um, I've, I've kind of, I started having kids when I was 22 with like zero money. Like we, we are raising a family on one income and really stretching every dollar. And I think, um, I just, I think it's good to like share that, you know, share those stories with people because a lot of people are really don't don't hear people like us talking about it. Do, do you agree with that? No, I totally agree because I do love it when you and I have had good political discussions because yes. we don't focus on the drama. Let's go, Brandon. You know? <laughs> well, sometimes that's pretty. We do focus on like laughing about stuff like right. that. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but, but we don't like hate on any, like we're not really into the whole like, oh my gosh, I just want to focus on how much I hate this political opponent. Right, exactly. I yeah. think I think we do focus more on the economics of what's going on and how it's impacting us day to day. Which honestly because our um culture is so loud about the flashy things in politics, I think a lot of that just kinda gets swept under the rug. On purpose. Happen. 
on right, purpose. Yeah, on yep. purpose. Things happen that people don't even really understand how yeah. it's impacting them. That's. I read a fantastic article um, last summer about that very thing because it was when, <clears throat> like the the discussions about the budget and the you know debt of the government were kind of going off the rails. And what this guy pointed out is he was like, normally Republican senators or congressmen would be sticking up for like spending less as like being more responsible in spending for the government and being like, no, we're not ta- like, we don't want inflation to go up. We don't want to t- the tax on the middle class to go up. Like we want to make sure that we keep, you know, things at a low low level of spending, but they could, they weren't doing that because they knew they couldn't because they had been fine with it when Trump was spending. So they all, instead, that was the exact time that one of them stood up in the Senate and started reading green eggs and ham to make a, like, (laughs) to make a, like a play on like how anti-woke he was because everyone was canceling Dr. Like one book of Dr. Seuss's. (laughs) (laughs) and it's like you know like that's that they they do like some of them not all of them and i think there's really like truly well-intentioned people on both sides but i do think that like a lot of times they are not actually doing their jobs and they know that and the woke like culture wars is the way to um, woke or anti-woke like demonizing the other side making you really scared is the way to make you just not be mad at them and be like, yeah, well, he's fighting, he's fighting for me. And like, he's doing great. <laughs> Cause he's right. like tweeting mean shit at the other side. <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, that tweet just really hit hard. That was right. <laughs> it's like, get off Twitter and do your effing job. <laughs> Somebody read a document, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How many, what's the character limit for Twitter? Like thirty characters or something. I don't. Know. I don't even remember. But yeah, it's something like I think it's one hundred and seventeen character, like something letters. Like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. So yeah. Oh, excuse me. I have a little bit of a cold. So I am excited to openly talk true view on politics because yeah. I think that it's just something that maybe our side doesn't do as often. Yeah, yeah, with a sense of humor and like. Not not into owning people, just like sharing, look, this is how this policy actually affects me or impacts me and my family. And, you know, this is my experience of it. You know, I think mm-hmm. I think that's important um, for more yeah. people to do. I'd also like to put out there, since we're just talking about topics that we'll probably discuss, um, yeah. Kayla and I are both big runners. And mm-hmm. Kayla actually got me into running and inspired me to become a runner probably like Eight years ago or something yeah, like that. you were already yeah. running. Not, not really. Really? I've always thought I mean, of you as a runner. No. Like, Catherine started running in high school, so then I started running a little bit. Yeah. And then, like, college. I mean, it was never a thing I was passionate about, you know? Oh, gotcha. Until after college. <laughs> you and, would just do it to get rid of a hangover? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. honestly. I, like, sweated <laughs> out. That's truly my intention. It with does running. work. Yeah. It's like, um, I want to be able to eat whatever I want, and I want to sweat out the hangover. Boom. Hashtag yeah. champagne problems. Hashtag champagne problems. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag the champagne's gone. Now all I have are problems. <laughs> <sighs> so we'll probably talk about running a lot, too. Yes, because and- I'm getting back into it this year. I always, I've never successfully run through a pregnancy. I get to, like, week 
11 tops. And I'm just like, why am I doing this to myself? This feels miserable. And so I stop. (laughs) I'm just a very, like, I would say, like, I'm really very good at justifying whatever I want to do. So (laughs) if anyone needs help justifying their bad choices, come to me. (laughs) Especially if it involves eating or (laughs) watching things or reading things. Like, I will help you justify it. Um, you you really only push yourself when you want to. Which yeah, I'm not a pusher. You're like you're like oh, that didn't feel good. I'm not going to do that again. Yep, <laughs> like too, life's too short. <laughs> I'm very sensual. I'm all about the sensual pleasures. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like I don't like things that don't feel good in them or don't or aren't pretty. Like I don't watch shows that are ugly or set in ugly places. Like I think they're stupid, even if it, it could be the best show in the world. Like I never got into what's that one about the drugs and the guy. Yes, I could never yeah. get into Breaking Bad. I know it's written so yeah. well. I know it's like modern Shakespeare, blah, blah, blah. I don't yeah. care. It's fugly. I'm not watching it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, that's, I get that's that. my life. But um, but yeah, so I'm going to be, I am going to be running again when I told you asked me last week when I was going to get back into it. And yeah, like, yeah, speaking of cortisol and stuff, like I just, I am really, I don't like, I don't think it's good or healthy to stress your body. Like to like, it's yeah. definitely good to push your body and but there's a difference and only you can feel it. And if you're paying yep. attention and you're in tune to your body, you're going to know when you're, you're just disciplining yourself a little too hard. It's getting a little sadistic, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. And I totally think great. like, that's where I, um, I really believe if you listen to your body it, it will naturally get to a place of good balance. And so for me, breast when I'm breastfeeding and not sleeping well, and I, that's, that interferes with like recovery in between runs. And so um, like what I told you was I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run when Ellis has been sleep trained and I know I'm going to get some solid stretches of sleep throughout the night. But if I started running now, um, a – I could get plug ducks because my boobs are still really big and full of milk <laughs> and B, um, I just don't want to risk. Like, I really think it would derail my weight loss actually, um, from the baby. And I still got a ways to go. <laughs> well, and it's also good that it's January. So yeah, you know, just wait until the super cold is over anyway, before you oh eat gosh. back into it. Yeah. So here's my question for you. Cause yeah. everyone is different on this. Would you rather run in the heat or the extreme, extreme heat or extreme cold? Like, would you rather run through the summer or through the winter? Oh, that's hard. Cause they do both. I know. Which is the hardest for you? Like to get out the door. Um, I think, think the extreme heat really yeah because and this is really hard because I actually haven't run outside like under 25 yet this year this winter but I have ran when it was as low as 14 degrees outside and if you bundle up correctly right like if you have the right gear on so I'll do um just basically try to make sure that none of my skin is exposed. Okay. Then as soon as you get your warmed up, you're, you're going to be fine. Now what's, what's important about that is like wind chill is very important too. Mm -hmm. So I would run, I'd rather run if it was 15 degrees and zero wind than if it was 30 degrees and like a 15 mile an hour wind. 
You know what mm, I mean? Yeah. Like that bites differently. Um, but I do, I, I don't know. I don't struggle too much with cold weather running just because I've done it a lot. Yeah. The right gear. But with the heat, I get dehydrated. Mm. And so that's why it's really hard on me. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm not opposite. Well, yeah. I mean, I really, I hate running in the winter because it's so ugly. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's not pretty outside. Like I can't run past people's yards and enjoy it because they all look like gray and brown and nasty. Um, But like, I will agree with you in that there's, there's definitely a misery difference with like, so in the, in the, in the summer, so you were saying in the winter, it's the wind chill or the wind in the summer, it's the humidity or the dew point. And that can be like, that can be so oppressive if you're running. I mean, I've gotten heat stroke before from running, um, in, in high, high humidity levels. And it was, it didn't even feel super hot, but like I've started feeling sick at the end of the run. And then I had like diarrhea all night and stuff like it was it was pretty bad awful it was it was miserable but like I still I guess like you know why I don't mind running in the summer like uh, like I mind it less is because um it's like giving me permission to take walk breaks (laughs) and like in the winter obviously that doesn't help and it's you you have to keep running to stay warm Yeah. So if I was as badass as you and as intense about it, I would be all winter too. But for me, it's like if I'm running and it's like lunch break, you know, in the summer, which is generally when I would end up running because I'm not a morning person. So I couldn't, Mm -hmm. I couldn't run in the mornings. I would either be running at 5 p.m. or like 12 when Jason could take a break. (laughs) The peak of the day. (laughs) Yeah. It literally was the two hottest times of the day. And like I, um, but I would just, you know, I'd be like, well, if I start getting really overheated, I'll just take a 30 second, one minute break. And and I am really disciplined about that. Like I won't let myself walk for, Forever. you know, super long, but I think it's yeah. like the, some, I think oh, it's, it's not the time I'll, I'll like, um, look at the watch and I'll do half of a quarter, like an eighth of a mile. Yeah. Um, well, and so. And, and in the summer, like you're getting tan at the same time. Exactly. So. And vitamin D. So, yeah. So, so yeah. I don't know. Either way, it's hard. It is hard. hard. Yeah. So So I'm going to be a fair weather runner and just start running in the spring. I think that's when I'll be able to start. It'll be so, it'll be so pleasant. It will. And then, oh, maybe we can run together when we're at the beach. (gasps) That makes me so happy. Yeah. I'm excited. We're going to go to the beach for a week for the first time together, right? We've never gone for a whole week together. No, not a whole week. No, yeah, so it'll not. be that's gonna happen this year. This is gonna be a great year. I'm feeling it. Yeah. It's gonna be really fantastic. What's Even though we started it all sick. <laughs> Seriously, everybody was sick. I, I do not I know so it was hard. not COVID though. It was not. Yeah. I wanna say like one only one person in our group got tested because none of us are going anywhere. So we were like, as long as we don't have symptoms, like it doesn't right. really like bad symptoms, but um, and we've all been tested so many times. And at this point, it's like, uh, actually here, they're telling you not to unless you have to, because like, you can't get tests right now. Like, everything's out of tests. Oh, really? So people are like, 
jamming up the emergency room and they're totally fine. They're just going, trying to get tested for COVID. And so oh. they actually were like, unless you have to get a test, please don't. Um, because, and you know, my husband works from home. I stay at home with kids. Like it didn't, it didn't need to happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, and no one had, so here's the thing. I, I know it wasn't COVID because no one in our group lost their sense of taste and smell. And that is that, that's the gain of function part of COVID. Um, mm you know how they were saying it was like the gain of function in the, in the lab that they were doing all these gain of function Mm -hmm. experiments with the viruses. And that's why it's such a bizarre virus and hard to fight. But that was one of the weird things they, so like when they add, I heard this on Barry Weiss, which is my all time favorite podcast right now. Um, honestly (laughs) with Barry Weiss, I'm just going to give a plug for it. It's way better than ours. If you, if someone out there is like only has time to listen to one, listen to Barry, not us. (laughs) She's amazing. Um, but she interviewed this guy who was in China as like a, he was working with the diplomat office or something. I don't remember. Like he was already over there and he, he knew all about these labs and he was like saying how, why it was, um, why they repressed like our knowledge of it, like why they hid that, like, and you know, it was like you weren't, it was racist to say that it came from a lab, even though someone pointed this out. How is it more racist to say it came from a lab in China than to say it came from a wet market in China? Like that's more (laughs) racist in stereotyping of Chinese people. It is. It's so bad. Like, I guess because you're picking on less elite people if you're saying the wet market, but if you're saying the lab, it's like the elite which is like (laughs) heaven forbid. Yeah. But um, no, the guy said that like gain of function is like if they add like a smell of lilac to a virus or like they, you know, they like mess with things to see if it works. And it's like, Mm -hmm. it's just kind of this part of this research and stuff. And they actually have, they have another lab doing gain of function work in North Carolina. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. Yeah. That is crazy. But I do, I, that's like, I really believe that if, if you like, yes, everyone has different symptoms to viruses and it may, it would be understandable if like one or two of us didn't like refined and, you know, kept our sense of taste and smell. But if none of us, like we all got this cold from each other and if no one lost their sense of taste and smell, I, it's not COVID. Yeah. No, but it's also it. got a migraine. Nobody got like any of the, the yeah. cells. Well, but- and they all, everyone got like pink eyes and that's a par- <laughs> apparently my friend who used to work in a virus lab said that's that's a hall a trademark of adenovirus and i looked it up and it was like all of our symptoms like laryngitis pink eye um like it, you get an infection of uh, what, what's it called oh, yeah. Co- conjunctivitis. conjunctivitis thank you yeah you conjunctivitis yeah. laryngitis where you lose your voice um and like all the like a few other things and that was exactly what Maddie had and and Jason got it and Beckett That's got what it. I had at the beginning of December too. That's what's like crazy is I just feel like everybody got super. I was cracking up at all the memes that were like, oh, I I didn't get real COVID. I got the off-brand Kroger cold yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, like seriously, that's what happened to everybody. I feel like at the beginning of December and I don't know if maybe it's because we were just like. Are not exposed to germs for a while, and now oh, we I, are, and our I body's really, like, oh, yeah. Oh <laughs> our body know. would have been if if your body was like exposed to stuff like that in low levels a lot for years, you're not gonna get full blown sick, right? Like, mm-hmm. but if you have not had a cold for 14 months because you've been social distancing, then yeah, yeah you're gonna get super sick. Like, yeah, that's how exactly. it works. But um, but wait, what was I? Oh yeah, we all started out the year sick. 
It wasn't COVID, sadly. That would have been more exciting if it was, but it wasn't. But it's, it's. I still feel like 2022 is going to be an awesome year. I'm excited for it. Yeah, me too. 2022 is going to be awesome. Oh, let's let's close with. I have a resolution. Okay. So I'm going to make you tell me if you have a resolution too. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I have two resolutions. One, I cut off all access to nicotine for myself at the end of November. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'm like five weeks in and I have not. And by nicotine, I mean like vaping or cigarettes because I got really stressed yeah. <laughs> over the summer and the fall. And I fell back into a college habit that I kicked for a very long time. Yeah. So 2022, not going back to that. That's my resolution. No nicotine. And then mm. my second resolution is to not let myself get stressed out at work. Mm-hmm. And David, my husband, this summer, there were so many times I'd come home from work and he'd be like, you you need to figure out how to not be so stressed. Like, mm-hmm. I would just come home and I'd be worked up. And I'd be like, I'm not stressed. Or I'd be oh, like, yeah, I get mad oh, when I'm stressed yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd be like, no, this stuff is really important. And like, try to explain this to him. And then, the week after Christmas, we went to the Carolinas and we went to the mountains and I didn't think about work at all. I didn't get on my computer at all. And we just went hiking every day. And I was like, oh, I am such a pleasant person. Like, mm-hmm. I really like myself when I'm not stressed. Yeah. And, like, and when you're in the Carolinas. And when I'm in the Carolinas, <laughs> I could see Kayla. And I got to see you. But so it's just like, it was a good reminder for me. I was talking to... um our CIO at work about this actually I went in and I was talking to her this week because she is a very motivated driven woman in IT mm. and she's she uh, was a program manager before she became her current role uh, which is what I am you know so I went in and I was like and I have this resolution but this is gonna be really hard and she was like you know what I regret all of the time that I took away from my family during these other major programs I did. She's like, you never get that time back from your kids, from your family, mm-hmm. and you still have to work hard. But she's like, I totally support you. Yes, you need to do this. So That's awesome. Yeah. So now I keep telling everyone I work with too that they need to do the same thing because if they're getting mm-hmm. stressed, then I'm getting stressed. So yeah. <laughs> That's my resolution for 2022. I need to find a way to work hard but not get stressed and bring it home with me. I love that. Yeah. Um, so what about you? Yeah. So I think, I think we talked about this before that in the past I was too cool for New Year's resolutions. Um, <laughs> I was like, um, I'm already perfect. So. No, no, no. It's just annoying <laughs> to me that everyone was doing it. And I was like, well, it, well, okay. Here's the other thing is New Year's feels kind of like the middle of everything. I know I've given you this spiel like a middle a yeah, million times, yeah. but it's like, it's not the beginning of a new season. It's not the beginning of a new school year. It's like, Literally, you pick back up where you left off at the end of November. You're still in winter. It's like nothing externally is changing, right? I feel like I feel more um, like I always make resolutions at the beginning of spring and the beginning of fall because I'm so excited. In spring, I'm just excited for like, you know, the the change of weather and everything's so beautiful and I'm so motivated. And then the fall, I'm excited for the kids to go back to school and have a new routine. And like, I have all these ambitious goals of like, I'm going to get all the dinner prepped before they come home from school so we can just hang out together, you know, stuff like Mm -hmm. that. Um, 
but so in, in the past, like I've had a lot of great resolutions for the beginning of the school year and the beginning of spring and then nothing for January 1st. But this year, um, I don't, I don't know, like I, I don't know what the difference is maybe because I've been doing chat books. So it is kind of fun to look back over the year of Ooh. our pictures and be like, oh my gosh, like we had such a great year and like kind of like think of it as like a whole unit, right? Like that year, like think of it all together. And mm-hmm. um, I don't want to just like, just kind of stumble through January and February, which I usually do. Cause we, we get spring in the Carolinas, like really like late March um, is when it starts. So yeah. I, I kind of, you know, it's about six weeks of true winter uh, that you have here. And I'm in the past, I've normally just kind of grin and bear it and, and well, not grin. Like I just kind of, <laughs> <laughs> I really just want to hibernate. I kind of am miserable. I don't like winter. I need, I need sunshine. Um, yeah. but this year I just, yeah, like we're about to, we're going to go on an awesome little weekend next weekend to celebrate our, uh, your cousin, my sister for, um, for her. She's a bachelorette. So it's almost her wedding. And I just, yeah, I, I want to do like fun, fun little things throughout the winter to make it fun, not just like get through it. But I also, um, there was one, oh, I want to, I want to actually not, <laughs> this is dumb, but I have that timer on my phone for social media and I always extend it. <laughs> I <laughs> so, do that too. Oh my God. It's so bad. So I'm like, okay, this time for real for this year, I want to like not extend the, the timer. When the timer goes off, I have to wait till the next day. So I'm trying to do that. Great resolution. Yeah, it is hard. I'm I'm not doing it very well, but I'm I'm still trying. I'm not gonna like just because the resolution is not perfect every day. I'm not gonna stop. I'm gonna keep stick to it. Um, And then the last one is not stressing about weight loss, like just letting it happen. Because you and I Mm -hmm. have talked about this a lot. Like when you start getting obsessive and stressing, it actually just like sticks harder. Like it is not. If you want to really feel like you're in a great place with your body. And, and, and truly be in a great place with your body. Like not, it's not just in your head. You really need to like not stress about it. So yeah, the stress thing, it is a choice. You can choose to let it go and not stress. Mm-hmm. And I'm with you. Let it go. Let it All go. right. Well, I have to run. I hear the baby. I got to go take care All of right. him. I love you. All this right. is awesome. Love you too. All right. Have talk to you next day. week. <laughs> Bye. Okay. Um.